0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
1: Let's catch up. An NFL podcast with Taylor Bashotti And Sam Batesh. Where we talk about the biggest headlines in the NFL. So, Taylor, you know what? Let's catch up. It's been too long. Yeah, we really should.
0: blue wire taylor let's catch up and look i don't enjoy assigning blame in these situations because that's just that that's not important that's not what we do the important thing is that we're here now that's the most important thing all right look look, so, look we're here every week we'd like to be here every week talking to each other
1: I'm okay with you assigning the blame. It was 100% my fault. I was out of hair appointment. I got stressed. I took it out on Sam. And then, of course, there was no podcast last week. Look. My fault. Okay. I apologize.
0: There's an extra week in the season for this reason, Taylor. This is why we've got another game in the regular season. All right? We just we play through. It was for the hair and appointment. All that matters is the next week, right? And next now you
1: week. have a get-out-of-jail-free card.
0: That's it. I'm keeping that in the back pocket. But. Uh, in regards to assigning blame as well, it's 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 my fault that we didn't hop on right after what we could still say perhaps is the game of the week this particular week in the NFL because Chiefs and Chargers in L.A., Taylor, which you were all over on Thursday night, there was a lot I wanted to say that night, and I know there was a lot that you wanted to say. You know, the the dust isn't completely settled on the week, but. Man, did that Chargers and Chiefs game had a lot of implications there, and you were up close and personal at that one.
1: It did. It it lived up to the hype, that's for sure. Um, It's interesting, though, because the Chargers ended up, in a way, losing the game the same way that they had won it week three, which was going for it on fourth down. And so while everybody's sitting there, you know, upset by Staley's decision to go for it on fourth down, I think that the more important and the bigger message is is that they wouldn't be in that position for that situation had they not gone for it in week 3 against the Chiefs and week 4 against the Raiders and week 5 against the Browns. All of those were had fourth down situations where they ended up going for it and which set them up for
0: a game winning drive especially in the game against the Raiders. And even then, you would say over the course of a season, going for it on fourth down it's not about converting every time. It's about converting more often than you don't. And it's about Mm -hmm. the position that you're going to make up in that position. When you make that decision, are you in a better spot field position-wise than you would be with the punt? And mathematically, you are.
1: And that's why I think that he's such a firm and avid believer of it.
0: And again, let, I just want to say one thing because it really burned me. And in the moment, I knew it. I could feel it. I knew those four points and maybe seven points. Jared Cook on second down. Well, you got not to look at the first one Donald first. Cook. The
1: first one was Donald Parham. Yeah. And he ended up getting, yeah. you know, knocked unconscious. So and, 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 that and was the was first hurt, of one that he should That should have been a completion.
0: Even the Jared Cook play, which we're calling the Jared Cook play, admittedly Herbert would say he'd want that ball back, right? I mean, it wasn't, yeah. I mean, it wasn't perfect. I mean, it was not a close. perfect throw. I mean, certainly Cook is, is is tall enough to go up and get that ball, which he did, and then hits off the shoulder pad and just. But you can just feel, especially against Kansas City, which is that extra pressure to score, even though mm-hmm. they're not the and highest scoring that, team in the league at the moment. But there's that pressure. We're gonna have to. We don't to want to, to score, score and touchdowns and not field yeah. goals in order to beat them. And that was. And, it, and
1: I do think, it. if you think about it, Derwin James only played 26 of the snaps, and when he was in the game, they held kelsey to only one catch for 14 oh. yards and then derwin obviously that hamstring injury flared up and they took him out of the game and that's when travis kelsey had over 100 yards 177 well yards, 100. and two touchdowns,
0: well over 100 i was gonna say did we hear from kelsey anymore after that <laughs> I mean, yeah
1: i mean once no, derwin I mean, James was, oh. I mean, yeah once derwin was out of the game then you heard from kelsey But up until he left the game he'd only had one completed pass for 14 yards
0: It's just remarkable to look at the AFC and to look at what could have happened. And even to look back at things that you and I said before the season started in regards to the chargers. I mean, I mean, let's remember for purposes of those listening to let's catch up Taylor, you have the chargers as the representative for the AFC in the super bowl. This is again, preseason. And I was bold enough to say that the chargers were going to win the AFC West. Can we both admit that that game, that moment up a touchdown with under two minutes to go, stopping the Chiefs there changes the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, it takes everything out. I mean, anything that was yeah. a mistake by the Chargers to that point, the ugly game against the Ravens, the inexplicable performance in Denver. You can just eliminate, you can almost just wipe out all of that if you're able to find a way, either of course, to win in regulation or to I will say a though to win in, I will say
1: the silver lining here for the Chargers is that they have been better on the road. So if you're thinking about it from that, like maybe they feel like they perform better just being like road warriors and kind of going into places and environments and cities where they aren't expected to win. And they all of a sudden outperform and do better than what everybody was thinking was going to happen, because that's what they've done so far
0: this year. They... Are such a different team? I don't even quite understand. And it's not so much—it's not necessarily that I, that I notice or that we notice that they're better on the road. It's that we notice that there's just something at home that seems to. I, is, are they just snake at home? Like what? You know, because I don't necessarily see them performing so different. It's just that I see the outcomes so questionable at home yeah. and i don't know you know it used to it used to be that that you know the, the crowds were overrun by the visiting team and i know there is still some of it and of course you're there and, and you're seeing you know sort of the percentages in the crowd but i still feel like la
1: no i mean uh, la is definitely there's so team. many more chargers fans than ever before since i've been covering them and you're seeing a significant just like you know they're having to quiet the stadium at points where you never really saw that before because there are so many Chargers fans. And so I feel like that is a little bit kind of like of an old storyline, which right. people just continuously drag over. Because at this point, I think that the team has proven to be good enough that they've garnered quite a big avid fan base, especially
0: when you have a young quarterback like Justin Herbert. For sure. And Herbert's such a superstar at this point. You got to yeah. be able to get behind him. So it's just, look, what, what stuck out to me, I mean, obviously the Kelsey performance is... is and I mean, think that if
1: Derwin and- James was healthy, they would have won that game
0: it's you know what i think i think you perfectly put a ball on it let's just say that the game completely changed on that the second you know? that derwin left the game yeah i mean to me because the it opens point, up
1: travis kelsey you're right. arguably okay. their most dynamic offensive player
0: i think you're right i mean i think from a tactical standpoint you hit it on the head I, me more from an emotional standpoint it's 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 losing the the fourth down play and and the cook second down but frankly they also stopped the chiefs later in the game on fourth down so you could argue yeah. my point is out because emotionally they got just as many stops you know they 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 were able they were able to turn over the chiefs it, it was it was fairly equal there into both in, in regards to both teams kind of shooting themselves in the foot and, and that's that you could just say that that's out but if you really and
1: want really their play, best defensive play, player don't. and their best offensive player were not in that game 100 percent austin Eckler, their leading rush leading rusher i mean he i think he leads the team in like i mean so many statistical categories but he was partially there didn't take a full workload of snaps and then uh rashawn slater was also out so really they're two a couple of their best offensive playmakers weren't either not in the game or not at 100%. Not
0: not 100%. And, and again, and the Derwin thing is just a perfect one. All right, so, so look, that's for Thursday. We'll put a bow on it. Taylor was out there all night. I mean, frankly, that had that felt like a playoff game. Obviously, you know, coming down to the wire the way it did, but just you could tell both teams knew. I mean, look, going into that game, the winner of that game was going to, to lead the AFC West. And and it looked every bit like what we had said at the beginning of the season, that this this division was going to come down to those two teams. I saw it as finally, you know, the the Chargers sort of getting over. And and you had that great stat going in, which is that if Herbert was able to find a way to beat Mahomes for the second time in a season, he'd be the only guy next to Tom Brady to have done that. And the first ever to do it in the regular season. I mean, obviously, you've got to be a divisional guy to even have that opportunity. But that would have been something early in his career to know. And again, look, even so, to have the game, to have played toe-to-toe with Mahomes that way, is still something he can hang his hat on, and, and and Herbert will still have something to say the rest of the season. But we're going to move on from that game, as as hard as it is, and it was a tremendous battle back and forth. But we have For both, to talk both about, teams are
1: still very much in that. So
0: oh, there's 100 tough and of a team. loss
1: as it was, and as tough as we thought that you know, like that, the division definitely came down to that. I still think that there's a lot of. There's a lot of football left for both those two teams, obviously. Well,
0: plenty left to be said. And like we said earlier, again, an, an extra game this season for, for, to really see how the dust is going to settle. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Buying insurance can be complicated, and you might have a lot of questions. Like, what if my policy doesn't cover that? Or what if I need to make a claim in the middle of the night? Good news. State Farm is there for all your what-ifs. You can reach them 24-7, talk through any questions with your agent, and you can even file a claim on the State Farm mobile app. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com to get a quote today. We have to talk about Baltimore, and and, and here's why. Just four points is the difference between three wins and three losses for the Ravens over the course of the last three weeks. Four Mm -hmm. total points. And that that doesn't just happen. You don't, you don't lose games consistently in this league, back to back weeks by a point, by two points, by a point. And, and the decision Taylor, again, it feels like deja vu for you and I to be talking about a two point conversion yeah. and the Ravens at the end of a game. It just happened two weeks ago, but we were certainly, but I will
1: say this, this situation is a little bit different because one, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and question John's, you know, play calling and decision to go for it. I think that the bigger storyline here is that the Ravens, without both corners, without their starting quarterback, with more players on injured reserve and more starters on injured reserve than any other team in the football and the National Football League right now, that they were able to go head to head and almost beat arguably the best team in the NFC. And maybe I think that's the, the bigger storyline. I think that you've got maybe they may, coach yeah. of the maybe year right there, team... potentially. It's somebody that's made I mean, made chicken salad out of nothing. I, I mean, I just, I, I think Tyler Huntley had a heck of a game. I think that we've seen guys that have come up from the practice squad that have gone in there to have to start this game. And they almost literally beat the best team in football right now.
0: Incredible performance, and Hunley particularly in a game that they're trailing by two touchdowns that looks like it's very much just wrapped up by Green Bay. Uh, even to get the ball back was impressive, and to drive the field the way that they did, the rushing touchdown to tie it, and then even loved the decision before the two-point try, trying to draw Green Bay off sides was also interesting. I just didn't know if there. Perhaps the theory was, let's try to draw this so it is a one yard two point conversion and then make the kick as opposed to not getting them to jump and then still going for the two. I yeah. really loved, I, I loved the philosophy of if we can get it to one yard, we're going for the two. I just thought the other part of that should have been, and if we don't get them to jump, now we're making the kick because of what had happened two weeks ago. You know how I feel about these things? I, I, because of the coin flip, I still overall love the decision of going for the two-point conversion because there's the possibility, if you don't go for the win right there, that you never see the ball. There's that where possibility. I
1: had, where I was really questioning it though, is that there were still gonna be points left on the clock.
0: Yeah, there was still time for, for there was still time for Rogers to come down and win yeah, that game or Still regardless. seconds left yes, on the clock. Even if you're right? even if you're up a point. Rodgers still beats you with a field goal with, well, I think it was, I think they had 40 seconds. 30, yeah, 42 seconds there. So Rodgers is still going to have time to come down the field and potentially set up for a Crosby game winning field goal. I still look, I still like the boldness of it. I still like that you're, that yeah. you're considering in that moment, you know, what if, if we tie it, if it and frankly, even more so than the one in Pittsburgh with no time, because now, you know, you're giving Rodgers the ball with a chance. So you know, again, if you're tied now, you know that you're giving Rodgers the ball with a chance to win it yet again. So, it's it, it's such a what I don't like, and this is just this is in in any situation, I don't. If he would have,
1: if, if it would have been pulled off, he would have been the smartest coach. And yes, then if it doesn't, then everybody's coming for you know he's
0: the worst coach in football. True. It's just it's tough. It's tough when you it's tough when you when you chop the field in half though, right? So, so yeah. just the the rollout is tough there because. It's just always, especially when Tyler
1: Huntley is put them in this situation.
0: The window is smaller. That's it. The window is just smaller, and you'd love to see Huntley there with a decision, you know, that potentially he can run one in or pass it there. And of course, going to Andrews is is fine. Look at the game that Andrews had. There's nothing wrong with designing it for Andrews. Andrews nearly won it against Pittsburgh with a very well designed two point conversion. You could argue was just inches off, whether you want to call it inches from Andrews being able to grab it or inches on Lamar throw. This one was not quite there in the end, but. What a performance. I just, I, I, I love this decision of the, of the two points and I love the argument of it because, again, it just brings up for me how much I, I, I hate the coin flip. I just don't understand the philosophy. It's such a precise game. I just, the coin flip is just like, why are we going to this schoolyard game in the middle of this very professional battle that's happened all day? It, it stinks. It's really, just, it's just, yeah, it's, it's a tough I, way I to just, lose,
1: especially back yeah, to I just, yeah. And there I just
0: wish you knew. I, twice I just wish in for overtime. Weeks. Yeah, I just wish for overtime you knew which team was going to get the ball in, in, heading into it. I wish you knew, okay, home team always gets the ball or road team always yeah. gets the ball for us. I just wish that was something. And so whatever. Regardless, Harbaugh is bold, that's part of it. And you talked about it, Staley is bold and that's part of it. You know, either going for it or down. They're
1: both coaches that have really bought into that mathematical and right. analytics
0: philosophy. And, and, and it's and the smart coaches win that way. So 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 that's all. All right. So, so we'll put a pin in that very quickly. And obviously, we've talked a lot about the AFC, but, but the, the NFC, something really fascinating just happened. And I'm not sure if I hadn't watched it on Sunday night. I'm not sure if I told you this ahead of time, you ever would have believed it that minus Sean Payton, and, and at this point, we know obviously minus Jameis Winston, but the fact that I don't know that we would have had nine nothing as the final score for Saints and Bucks, considering the Bucks are the highest scoring offense in the league. What did we just see on Sunday night, Taylor?
1: A defensive, dom- a dominating defensive performance from the Saints, who just got all over Brady, and for once, and, he didn't get the calls. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, yeah, no, no, but he did.
0: There he were didn't. there were a lot of calls. He was he was frustrated. I mean, look, throwing the tablet around, yelling at the Saints sideline, yelling at referees at numerous points. I, I felt he did a good job of actually containing his frustration against teammates on the field. He's always very cognizant of that, and I thought he did a very good job of that. But the frustration everywhere else. I don't understand
1: out. exactly what the Saints are able to do to Tom Brady, though. More so than any other team. Zero
0: oh, four regular season as Bucks starting quarterback against the Saints. Of course, he got over. Tom
1: Brady was shut out for the first time in, the in the fifteen
0: years. Think about that. I fifteen mean, years. Two thousand six. And that was—I I don't know. It was just—I mean, I, I knew the Saints were going to to keep this game close. I, and we knew that the Saints, obviously, what they, they had given Tom Brady the worst loss. of his, I believe it's still the worst loss of his career, 38-3 yeah. to three last season. But it's just one of those where you did not see that happening. No team leading the NFL in points has been shut out at home in December or January.
1: Ever. And the Saints have since, had his number. Yeah,
0: since 1970, no team leading the league offensively has been shut out in December or January. And the Saints just need to have it. And by the way, Cam Jordan, what a renaissance yeah. game for him. I mean, just to go back in time, and of course, I mean the forced fumble, but beyond that, just everywhere on the field, it seems every time Brady was frustrated, Cam Jordan was right there, or Malcolm Jenkins, who also had a, a good game. Yes, a couple of maybe calls here and there against Gronk, but Jenkins was a huge difference in that game as well. And it was just, it was just something we didn't expect to see. And and, and now Taylor, you know, in many ways, you had talked about this. You had texted me earlier about the Lions you know, what the Lions were able to do to the Cardinals. And of course, not that we saw that coming with the Lions getting their second win against the Cardinals and really shutting down a Cardinals offense, which we think is, is quite explosive despite the loss of DeAndre Hopkins at the moment. It just makes you wonder when you look at at, the, at what happened with the Bucs, at what happened with the Cardinals, at even frankly what almost happened to the Packers. Mm-hmm. Taylor, I'm just going to ask you, I mean, when, when you say the Rams the the NFC, best team
1: in the NFC, maybe, but then we've seen what they've done against the Cardinals at one point, right?
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's really, it, it's really interesting. You know, the, the Rams had a lull there. There was a three game stretch where the Rams were not very impressive, but I'll ask you just straight up Taylor, you know, right now, if you had to say it best team in the nfc at the moment i mean if if it if if the season were to end today you just had to crown it if this was if this was like the old bcs where we had to just say this is the best team in football who would you say it for the nfc i'm not sure i have it at the moment
1: i mean I, i mean if we had to choose i would say rams or cardinals
0: Pretty interesting. And of course the Cardinals would have been no part of this conversation. And 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 look, nobody's saying they're the best team in the NFC, but the the Niners. I don't know it's hard to teams, go against really the Rocks, right too. Now. I just
1: think they have like a really there's something about the Saints and Brady. And I think this is just one of those games where I mean you could chalk it up to one of the bad the bad games with the Rams. I don't know. It's
0: interesting. It, it's really, it is. I you know, I still might say, I mean, look, LaFleur is certainly a wizard in the regular season you know what, what he's been able to do back-to-back seasons is to be in the nfc championship game two years in a row what, what he's done in his first two seasons with Rodgers is mm-hmm. really impressive but and the so, bigger you know, story
1: the, again in that game is how well the ravens played against the uh, you know the team that everyone considered to be the best team in the league
0: that was with, and, with and their again, backup
1: quarterback two corners i mean they just didn't have anybody
0: and for the Packers to allow that also makes you question what's going on with them. And of course, on special teams, they didn't look good last week against Chicago. And so special so, teams so have been a huge
1: issue for the Packers.
0: Yes. That's what, so th- there's clearly an Achilles heel there. And you know what? A team that we haven't even discussed for the NFC, and surprising certainly for someone who is so adapted to Dak Prescott the way I am.
1: I know. Are the Cowboys,
0: wow. are the Cowboys just are uh, the Cowboys just laying in the weeds you know because they don't have a divisional battle which they just they, they do not I mean there's just nobody sniffing them in the NFC mm-hmm. East and, and of course they're undefeated in the division and uh, you know nobody's taking any of those other teams seriously in the NFC East because the Cowboys have that so wrapped up and because Dak has really their offense has not really been humming over the course of the last month there was that ugly Thanksgiving loss to, to the, the Raiders in there but the Cowboys are right where they want That's to be
1: interesting i hadn't thought cowboys about them.
0: Are right where they want to be and and yes yeah. I, I i keep beating my and they've team been able the to Trump. stay
1: healthy too
0: exactly and i keep talking about the rams probably just because it was a preseason pick that you know we, we saw the rams as a team that could represent the nfc in the super bowl but i'm gonna say right now that i'm gonna say the cowboys are the best team in the nfc right now okay i like it yeah i'm gonna say the cowboys are the best team in the NFC and you're right maybe it's maybe it's something to do with with just with with health at the moment and even this little chip on the shoulder that Zeke might have because Pollard is seemingly the guy that's going to be stealing carries or may, you know maybe Pollard is the number one running back there and you still got to love what you get out of CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper and with mm-hmm. Schultz making plays at tight end and with Dak you know right now maybe not exactly firing on all cylinders but finding ways to win games and to make plays when it matters most the Cowboys that's a team that can beat anybody in the in the NFC. So, so I'm going to say it. I'm going to say right now. i going to
1: I'm going to build on your one one more thought of taking the Cowboys. And I'm going to say in the AFC, I think that your original pick, I believe this was your pick, was the Colts. They're looking like the most complete team right now.
0: That was an incredible. Was that, that your was pick? Incredible game. So, so my remember. pick for the Super Bowl. Pick for the Super Bowl, Taylor, was Buffalo. However, was Buffalo, When we okay. went through, when we went, but again, when we went through divisions it was the Colts that I thought would win the South. I did not, I, I, did, I saw I saw Tennessee just a rung below that, and I saw the Colts as the team that was going to. I, you know, I, I just sort of, maybe a soft spot in my heart that I wanted to see Carson do it. Carson, if, you know, yeah. the Carson Wentz and Frank Wright connection. And I just thought- Well, Carson no, it doesn't, it doesn't
1: do have to do with this. much when you've got Jonathan Taylor at the backfield.
0: Wait, Car- Carson essentially did nothing on Saturday night. And, and frankly, look at what, what was able to happen. And Jonathan yeah, and, and, and that Taylor. defense
1: is playing Taylor lights out be
0: Taylor could be up for MVP. You know, Taylor Taylor no, for deserves sure. MVP votes at the moment. But you're, you're right about Indy. So that, that's an interesting one to say that Indy could be the best team in the AFC right now. And I'll say Cowboy's the best in the NFC for sure. All right, Taylor, well, look, there's so much more. And and, and frankly, you know, we're, we're somewhere in between this, this week, 14, 15 thing because of what's happening in the world. But there's going to be much more for us to discuss. Uh, all apologies for, for the the slight hiccup in our very regular schedule here. But there will be And more. now
1: Sam and, has a permanent get out of jail free card.
0: That's it. I maybe who knows? Maybe, maybe I'll use it, maybe I won't. Maybe I'll save it for something Levi related. You know We're just we're just gonna we're just gonna keep <laughs> it in that back pocket, Taylor. But I, I cannot wait.